Yo, not gonna lie, this sound gets me hard as a fucking rock. Yo! I'm afraid so, Brad. But isn't it nice? I'm very shallow and empty, and I have no ideas and nothing interesting to say. And I'm exactly the same way. If I had a steak, I would fuck it. For God's sake, Sammy, every Freud speaks of a latency period. Hello, and this is Everybody Wants to Love You. It's a podcast about love, sex, and things that get left unsaid, usually, but we say them. Who is the we? It's me, Nicole O'Connor, and I am joined here with my lovely boyfriend, partner in crime, co-host, Garrett Stack. Hello, and so our theme tune that you just heard is by Patrick Carolyn. And if you enjoy the show, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can do so to our email address. It's everybody wants to love pod at gmail.com. And you can find all our links up on Linktree at Love You Pod. And we also have an Instagram called Love You Pod. And there's a link to a Discord, which we haven't done anything with yet. We'll have to figure out what to do with uh, up there, too. It turns out the link was broken for like the last two months. So uh, we were like, no one wants to join. But it turned out like two people did. So it's okay. It's okay. Okay, we actually do have friends and well it's not even our friends. It's it's you guys. But I guess you're my friend. The issue I guess is that neither of us use Discord, so like that's why we're kinda like how do we I last night I was like trying to figure out how to link to a Discord because oh the God. link had like expired and I'm like old man Googling like how do you Discord? Ah, there's too much Discord these days. You're really selling the Discord, yeah, but the, it's gonna be a party. <laughs> As I said, I want it to be eyes wide shut. (laughs) I want it to be eyes wide shut on the internet in your hand, in the palm of your hand. Eyes wide shut on the internet. Jesus Christ, that sounds hot. Okay, I don't want to. Okay, well, I don't (laughs) want to. I mean, maybe we should. Maybe we can have breakout rooms where people have audio sex with each other. You want to make an audio orgy? (laughs) No, but I feel like if we advertise it as that, like that's what it's going to be. I just, (laughs) I what I what I took from eyes wide shut is that. I want to be in a secret society where I dress up. Oh, <laughs> that's so no, innocent. No, no, no. I also would like to watch like beautiful people have sex as well. What I took from my switch shut is that you can't trust Nicole Kidman because she's always thinking about someone else. Mm, yes. I mean, <laughs> what I love about Eyes Wide Shut is that Kubrick like fucked with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise's marriage famously during the three year shoot. You love that? I I just, I respect it. I mean, who, <laughs> what a lad to be going around. Just, he would literally like call like Nicole Kidman uh, over to him and be like, Tom said that about you, blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> you think probably... after the recording, they'd be like, did he tell you this? Because that's his weird. Like the first week, you'd think they'd sort that out. Maybe they didn't have a strong marriage to begin with. And all it took was one little Kubrick to go in and fuck shit up. I guess if you're a closeted gay man who's in a cult, then your marriages are all going to be pretty dicey, aren't they? True. I was. I thought you were talking about Kubrick. I was like, what cult was Kubrick in? <laughs> the cult of cinema. I mean, he gave Sissy Spacek a breakdown as well, didn't he? And the, and the Shining. He was just like battering her emotionally and treating her like a like a piece of film furniture. Uh, Shelley Duvall, not uh, Sissy Spacek, oh. but very similar type. <laughs> this is me with the movie confusion again. <laughs> They're the same person. Come on. Sissy Spacek, Shelley Duvall. There can't be two women with that face. <laughs> Remember when you said Woody Allen directed Point Break? <laughs> I meant point blank. Come on. Everyone knows this. And then you apologize for it online as though I just thought that Woody Allen had directed that 90s action movie instead of misnaming a well-known Woody Allen movie. I Uh. thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. What can I say? I did it for the content. (laughs) 
I mean, if I was Woody Allen, I definitely would direct Point Break. Like the a third, they already remade it, so another remake, right? They've remade um, everything else. Why not? Um, can we address the element in the room, um, or lack of in the room, so to speak, which is that we're recording from uh, many a distance from each other? Yeah, yeah. I'm I am in like the baking heat of midsummer Berlin. I've, I've taken off my trousers. I'm not going to lie. Oh my God. Uh, Hansel's pod. <laughs> I had to do it. There's a some kind of political rally outside. I guess um, Hitler's zombie is trying to start things off again. And there's cops and there's sirens. and there's So I had to close the windows. And it's like, it must be like 35 degrees centigrade in this apartment. It is hella hot. Yeah. And I am in Connemara and the very west of Ireland and it is lashing rain and it is the summertime. <laughs> I'm here on a on a retreat um, because my day job is is design. So I'm I'm amongst other designers and just just having a lovely time thinking about things and designing things and playing with different machines. Not 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 those kind of machines. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I guess any machine can be a fuck machine if you sit it on the right way. God, you don't want to see what I did to the letterpress earlier on. Ah, oh, Christ. Uh, Gutenberg knew what he was doing. I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. Letterpress my clit. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. <laughs> when it, whenever you try to be saucy, it just comes off disturbing. Yeah, yeah. I also, I'm recording in the library. <laughs> So there's no one around. I'm not that much of a psycho. The facilities like here, like in my apartment, it's just I thought Berlin was bad with the thin walls and the altbaus, but this is like crazy. It's crazy like Irish village kind of like the every noise travels. Every queef echoes down the halls. Every everyone knows everything everyone's business because you just walk around the corner and you run into everyone and the sound travels. So I'm in the library in the college that this retreat is associated with in a little audio box. Um so that wait, even if, if the walls yeah. are so thin, how are you um how are you manhandling yourself? Oh <laughs> well um I'm not using any vibrant actually that's a lie. I used one earlier today. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, I snuck off when I knew everyone else was in the college. This is horrible now because I know that I've recommended the podcast to a lot of people here. <laughs> All my new friends will know. Yeah, well, don't worry. They've got like eight other episodes to get to before this one where they get through all the filth that we usually say. Yeah. So then it'll be a pleasant little surprise for them. I've been very much the master of my domain during this t- <laughs> trip. Tip. <laughs> Thinking about the tips. <laughs> Hasn't really been happening a whole lot. That's well, the, the, the listeners should know that I've been I've been demanding, um, you know, you, that you send me all the porn that you watch just in time for you to go. Yeah, now I'm only reading porn, not 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 watching any. That's true. That's doesn't true. really work for yeah. like a remote sexual connection. It really isn't. I know. I know. Um, but I can't I can't force something. Yeah. It, and it's really it's, it's come at a very strange time. It's, it, I'm never, 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 never like this. But I haven't watched porn in, in a few weeks now, probably about three weeks because we've been separated for about three weeks now. And I think because I've been in in Dublin in my childhood bedroom, I just reverted back to my teenage self that like goes on Tumblr and like reads fanfic. And I'm like reading a lot of pornography a, a lot of smut <laughs> um, that's related to men. Have you got any men. samples there that you can that you can uh, titillate us with? You got a little, a wee little uh, um, 
them a story that you've been reading. I actually tried to write a bit of a story. Do you want to read? Do you want to hear <gasps> a bit about that? Yes. Oh my I god, did. this is my first time hearing this. Yes. Okay. Please. Okay. Um, I really have been like withholding. I don't know. It just it just feels strange. Okay, let me see. I was going to send it to you the other day, but then I just felt a little bit strange because well, it's you like are a little bit strange. So there's nothing wrong I with am. feeling that way. Like Lydia Dietz in Beetlejuice, I too am strange and unusual. Okay, okay. Oh, fucking hell. Right, here we go. <laughs> go for it. Let's do it. Dramatic okay. reenactment. This is written by me. He whips them down your hips, guides them over your knees, stopping to leave a trail of kisses down your legs where the panties travel past. He gazes up at your pussy and sighs with content his eyes lighting up as he takes you in. You make a sort of bashful noise and that only encourages him to push your legs further apart and take a long gaze at you, obediently, fully exposed to him. Head between your legs, he notices something that pushes his erection to new levels of heart. Okay, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Mega heart. <laughs> Mega he can see you dripping, already leaving a small wet patch on the sheets where you sit without any bottoms. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I think that's enough embarrassment for all of Ooh. us. Isn't it? <laughs> what do you think that's as sweet. a writer? Yeah, it's, it's uh, sweet. Yeah, you know, it's definitely like female POV for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah which, which is interesting. You know, it's one of those things when you watch like... Um, you know, every straight man has to admit, you've, you've, you've tried gay porn, you've looked at it, right? And if you're yeah. not like into that, it's really weird. Like, it's just like, it's like not porn at all. Or even like, fem, quote unquote, feminist porn, porn, like done from, from a woman's point of view is often quite, like, it just doesn't hit the spot. So, because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. obviously, especially with the first person, does mm-hmm. he, who's this guy? Get away from me. But <laughs> Leave thing, my pussy so alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Leave my pussy alone. <laughs> You're mussy, you're man pussy. Let me drip um, to myself. <laughs> but you can see why I didn't send it to you because it's kind mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. this like random kind of like man figure that isn't specifically you that maybe... That's all right. No, it's still hot that you're writing it. And please do, yeah, send me the full one. I, I, will, <laughs> I will enjoy it privately. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely curious. Because I mean, I've, I've subjected Nicole to, uh, to stories that I've written obviously, uh, you know, in the past for other people, featuring their names as well. <laughs> that was so fun. It was like the most fucked up <laughs> shit. Y- you get eased into it ever so slightly. Like it starts off a bit normal. I mean, it wasn't really normal, but like, but by the end, it was mm-hmm. total madness. Like if, if you just read like that page, I'm not even, anyway, it was it was pretty hardcore. Probably one of the hardest, I think it is the, the most hardcore literotica that I ever heard that I ever read in my life I'm not gonna lie I was shocked when I read it back I forgot quite (laughs) how extreme it was but like that's you know that's coming from deep inside you know um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> didn't take a lot of prompting yeah. for, for it to go that way. Maybe I'll read out some more to you at, the, at a later point, or maybe this can be a segment now, Nicole. Each week, like a magazine, like chapter by chapter, <laughs> Nicole reads her, <laughs> her erotic fiction. Yeah, cute. I'm not. I'm not a natural. I mean, I've I've written one play before. I'm not, and I I you know did well in English in school but I haven't really taken to writing that much Mm -hmm. but when I was like horny writing this thing it fucking flew out of me like I I wrote this thing over like three hours in just the days like a horny days where I just wrote the whole thing didn't have to stop for a second to think what's next it was weird is that what it's like for normal writers (laughs) 
Yeah, it's exactly like that. You're you're <laughs> without the horniness. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're like Hemingway or... Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes for our listeners, I wrote a couple of novels unpublished, but one of them is a sort of a, a kind of Victorian satire. And there is a, there's, a, there's sort of a, a mash between two things happening at once. One is like a lesbian scene, the other is a gay scene. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and they're kind of both played for laughs, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely hot to write that stuff. And I've done with like uh, as a teenager, um, I wrote a lot of. I actually had a zine in in school. Only did like one issue, but it was mostly dirty stories. And I I think I mentioned it on the podcast already. Some girl came up to me in my class who was quite cute and said, "That story you wrote about the uh, the girl and her horse, that was really hot." <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool! That's so cool that that happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be cooler if if this if if in what had actually happened had been anything had come from that rather than me just going, uh, you're a weirdo. <laughs> Did you say that to her? No, I didn't say that, but I thought it because I was writing the really? you know I was writing t- I was writing the most extreme thing I could in like a teenage edgelord kind of a way, and uh-huh. I was like, someone actually was into that. You're such a weirdo. <laughs> oh my god, no! Oh god, I know, I know. If you're out there, uh, JB, listening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if I like sent that story and like to say that story was about someone like like an actual mm-hmm. like fantasy and I sent it to that person? How do you think a, a normal man would react to that? Are you trying Are you trying to tell me something? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um you have to understand that a regular straight guy that is not a celebrity or like a like a basketball player or you know a model doesn't really get that kind of erotic interest outside of a relationship or a hookup ever like ever in their lives mm. maybe two or three times i think i one time in a store i had somebody kind of give me a vague give me a sex vibe and i was like is this real and i didn't act on it because it was too intense and weird and i didn't know it was real you don't want to make the wrong move so mm. yeah any normal guy would be like hella excited to have the interest from from a girl like that even if the story itself isn't like their bag you know because it's not Mm -hmm. what you get normally i think it would really depend on the person like if i think about the kinds of guys that like i had access to to like have a crush on but also could have (laughs) talked to normally like in my like late teens kind of early 20s um and if i like wrote a what is essentially a fan fiction about them um, and, and shout it to them. I think they would tell everyone and be like, what a fucking freak. Yeah. OK, OK. Well, look, in my, in my head canon, when you were doing this, it was with like an adult person, not a teenager. Oh. Yeah. Well, or, or me. But like, yeah, most mm-hmm. it's true. I mean, I suppose you're right. I'm generalizing. A lot of people aren't very open minded. and But people are like are more and more open minded now mm-hmm. than they were. So I feel like more people would take what take it well. But obviously, if the person's not into you, they're going to be incredibly creeped out by it. I mean, mm-hmm. that goes without saying. If you just give it to some random person who just thinks of you as a friend, they're going to be like, you're a fucking weirdo. I'm never talking to you again. Uh, don't contact me or my family. I'm changing yeah. my number and my name. I think you really would get arrested. I think you could actually get arrested for something like that. I don't know. Is it even illegal? I mean, you can write erotic fan fiction about anyone you want. I'm going to write some about Pat Kenny tonight. Just to prove <laughs> that I can do it. I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. Okay. okay. Give me some. Lay it on me, Pat. Pat Kenny. 
unwound his bindings. His full pendulous breasts felt forth. Oh, how he hated them. His prized assets always to be hidden from the public gaze. And yet alone they became erotic orbs, thrilling, vibrating swing toys that splashed into his face with every bounce on his trampoline. Oh, I'm going to fap tonight, said Pat to himself and the audience. A private audience, not the late, late audience, but the late, late, late audience who saw his other show nightly on the dark web. On Babe Station. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Improvising pornography is my sacred talent. <laughs> yeah. And now just imagine the dirty talk. No, okay. Okay. Let's not gross people out. Um, no. Well, we're already yeah. going to gross them out because of the topic of today's show, which mm-hmm. is the cringe inducing, the uncomfortable making, the disturbing, and the socially unacceptable topic of age gap relationships dun 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 (laughs) i'm sure people were wondering when we were going to do this you know because um yeah i guess so (laughs) yeah if they know our secret that we announced in like every episode in every episode which is that we have we are an age gap relationship so if Mm. you're gonna think that that is harmful to me and or if you think that I'm in some kind of danger and have no agency then uh, run away you've never been safer Nicole you're your whole country away from me I can't even get my claws on you except digitally I know I know and also can I just address the fact that <laughs> um, I really like okay yes I've been away in Ireland and everything like that and I've been around like designers but that I like I'm not having an affair I just want you to, to know. Okay, right, fair enough. Okay, it wasn't, wasn't something I did think, but uh, kind of more worried now that you thought you'd say, had to say it, but uh, let's, no, let's I just go know. with great. <laughs> no, I just know that you were a little bit concerned before I left that I was going to like fall in love with someone. <laughs> Nicole's headcanon Gareth is a very different Gareth than, than, uh, than this Gareth. You're in Ireland, there's nothing mm-hmm. less sexy than Ireland. There's literally nothing. I did get cracked down to by an old man uh, in the country shop, in the country shop uh, the other day. And what was his, what was his uh, technique? He was just like, oh, where are you from now? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Dublin. Oh, very, very good. Uh, fair play. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, good girl now. Good girl yourself. Like that was that. He, he literally just like asked me where I was from and said Maybe good girl. Maybe just being nice. No. <laughs> You could feel you could feel his boner shaking the the trousers. Yeah, there was something to as it. As he sat in his lap. No, <laughs> nasty. I went from like sitting in my nana's house for for two weeks working remotely. Now I'm in Galway out in the rain with a pint of zero percent Guinness in front of me. <laughs> it's been a real hot hot girl summer <laughs> it's gonna be so crazy when we're so i'm gonna come over in a couple of weeks and stay yeah. with you in your yeah. nana's and that tiny coffin cabin room i mean you're you're staying where they have shackleton's cabin and i think your bedroom is probably mm-hmm. smaller um, it is and we're gonna be there for like two more than two weeks unless we come back early yeah yeah so we do have an age gap what is it is it 16 16 years it depends on the time of year Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, right so I am now, twi- I am twenty five and Nicole is forty two, but it's never <laughs> been an issue for me. I yeah, I've no. always liked older women and you're my you know, little she cub. hides it very well. You're my little cougar cub. <laughs> I'm the cougar. <laughs> I keep you safe. Yeah, I'm I'm twenty six, 
So I turned, I'm, I'm very early 26, just freshly turned 26 <laughs> a few weeks ago, number of weeks ago. Um, you know, on Garrett, TikTok, they call, uh, they call that the older generation, anyone born after 1999 or before 1999, I guess. Yeah, but those little fuckers are going to be old someday soon as well. And, <laughs> you know, they're going to regret their words, little smug pricks. Yeah, like this is such a strange thing to talk about because obviously we were we're in this relationship so it involves us but then I also did some research and just to clarify to make it really clear I'm 26 Gareth is 42 so um that's what? 16 that's <laughs> 16 years I know I know I look 42 it's unbelievable and Gareth looks 25 <laughs> but it actually is reversed <laughs> I suppose let's just talk about it personally for a second I mean to me mm-hmm. like this is trite to say but it really is true so just this week I, I hung out with um, a bunch of like 21 year old girls <laughs> while I was buying some weed they're really nice but like very obviously sort of immature mm-hmm. but I didn't feel that when we met before we got together I've been kind of seeing someone that's, who was mm-hmm. like you know in their 30s and dating you is like a big breath of fresh air in terms of maturity <laughs> yeah so I was 21 and you were 30 oh maths are hard 38 I think I was 38 yeah Jesus that's actually mad um, <laughs> that really is crazy it's really true that like you're less unstable than anyone I've ever dated and more centered and less immature and that kind of sounds mm-hmm. like some kind of creepy line but it's like objectively true so I don't know if that's because I dated a whole bunch of lunatics or <laughs> yeah uh, or, or, yeah or maybe maybe I was so immature that I don't know that I dated other immature people but I don't see I mean we all know about the Karen mm-hmm. uh, stereotype and you know Karen's couldn't be couldn't be more immature and they you know they're like between 30 and 60 I guess so there's no necessary relationship between like maturity by which I mean stability and sensibleness and reasonableness and age Mm -hmm. there's obviously some a baby is not mature (laughs) and uh you know but but it's not like linear in any way you know it's a weird one because like I think back now and when I think of 21 I'm like oh my god that like that seems really young to me I think I would date someone that was 21, but as I get a little bit older, I could find myself being like, "Mm, no, I don't want to deal with that. Just as a generalization of what you'd imagine 21 year olds to be. Mm -hmm. And I I assume that you'd be more or less the same. I think you're you're open minded and, you know, um, neither of us went into dating each other, knowing each other's age. I knew you were in your 30s and I, I, I specifically said that to my friends. Um, you know, you send out um, the text to your friends before you go on the date. Oh, I'm going on a date with this guy. We're going here. Um, I Yeah, I, I think he's like 30. I think he's in his like mid 30s or something like that. I knew you were in your 30s and they were mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, well, you know, just be safe, you know, gives a text when you're home, like that kind of shit. And you you assumed that I, I don't know. I wasn't 21 yeah, anyway. I, I guess I should have like known, but I, I didn't really like. We didn't we, do the math. Basically, we, yeah, we didn't, we didn't do the math. And I didn't, you asked me or I asked you when we were like walking home together after our date yeah. to my place. Yeah. And there was a little moment where I was like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, oh, all right. But it did, I mean, I it, it didn't bother me at all. Because I mean, I'd, 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 uh, I'd slept with someone who was 20 like a few months before. So <laughs> it wasn't a big issue for me. You were like, fucking nothing to me you fucking haggard bitch you're so old i only go for the young one (laughs) to put it succinctly like i've Mm -hmm. never really given 
any concern to what people think at all, except insofar as it affects me. So if people are going to murder me for wearing a hat, I'm not going to walk outside in a hat. But short of that, like, I don't really care. And if I like someone, I like someone. So that's kind of how I thought about it. But I definitely didn't think that we'd end up dating, like having a relationship. Because yeah. obviously I figured, you know, yeah, if you hook up with someone and there's like a big age gap, then for them, it's not a serious thing, you know, and, and it's mm-hmm. usually not. So whatever, like, you know. Yeah. And from my perspective, I guess I always kind of found when I was um, younger, for as long as I've been dating, I always felt like, you know, fellas just need just needed to cop on and be like mature. I've always <laughs> I've always been kind of like that. I've always been a bit of a granny. Um, or just like very grown up and mature for my age. And, you know, people have different theories of why that is like, you know, and in psychology as well, why there is like, you know, the kid that acts very grown up and has a lot of like, you know, independence and and that kind of stuff. And it's all pretty dark. But for whatever reason, I always gravitated towards kind of just security as well, Um, you know, of just like not being... I I imagine that dating someone that was a little bit more mature and older would be more stable and more concrete in what they were doing and what they wanted. And I really wanted that because I was so clear with myself of what I wanted. And you don't really get that. And I don't blame like young fellas, young women or whatever for not knowing what they want. But it's definitely something that I found unattractive and kind of frustrating when I was dating. Um, And as a consequence didn't really work out well for me because people could could tell that from me and they just wanted to have fun and you know I I'm still you know I don't know if I want to get like married married like I'm not like someone that's like okay I want to quickly like make a house a home you know that kind of shit but I just wanted a solid boyfriend that was kind Mm -hmm. of like hard to get or I don't know I don't know and you just had your shit together a lot more while also being like really fucking fun oh that's so sweet thank you yeah in a weird way we we both have been figuring out our careers in the same time Mm -hmm. as well that I think puts us at the same kind of level as well and I don't give a shit about like money or oh, my fella has to drive a Merc, he has to have, you know, his driver's <laughs> license, you know, 50k in the bank, you know, that kind of stuff. I really don't care. <laughs> um, I'm glad to hear it because I uh, hate to break it to you, but I do yeah, not have yeah. either of those things. <laughs> yeah, I always see that like, oh, it's not worth it dating the older guy, you know, um, you know, the money isn't worth it or having a sugar daddy, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, if I'm a sugar baby, like, where's my fucking money, Gareth? <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> Listen, I told you when we met, I'm a saccharin daddy. Like, it's a, it's a close substitute, but it's it's not as sweet, let's face it. You're a hermesita daddy. A stevia <laughs> exactly. daddy. Stevia daddy. <laughs> it's, it's weird, like, I, I guess I'm the same, like, both in terms that I was, like, when, when I was a kid, I became an adult way too quickly as a kid, emotionally mm-hmm. and sort of cognitively as well. as like, you know, gifted kid and all that stuff, which... Yeah, same, same. You know, now, later on in life, you realise, like, oh, actually, that just means that you... You've experienced trauma and you fled into a kind of um, mental maturity to disassociate from the emotions mm-hmm. and discomfort that you felt with yourself and your body and all that stuff. And like, so it's not like necessarily a healthy thing, um, but it mm-hmm. meant that I was like super different to other people when I was a kid. And I had, you know, a lot of friends with people of different ages. And I still do. Like in Berlin, my best friends are every every age from like, 21 to 30 to late 50s you know and and it's never seemed like a meaningful 
distinction because it's the person that I'm friends with, not the group. And uh, having talked to actually, so we have a friend here who's now left, uh, Mira, um, who's like uh, grew up in Romania and then went to America. And she told me that in America, it's so segregated that people are friends with really only people their same age. You know, like I'm 20, therefore mm-hmm. my friends are 20 to 21. And they find it like, you know, and you kind of see that on TikTok, you know, people like, oh, my goodness, I can't get over these 19 year olds. And the person is like 22 or something. It's bizarre yeah. to me because I never thought that way. But that's all that aside, which is all true. It is definitely also true that my preferences for, for what I like physically has not mm-hmm. like changed to match my age. Like it just hasn't. I think the classic like person that gets like ragged on all the time for dating younger is Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo <laughs> DiCaprio, someone made like a chart and realized that like Leo's age goes up and his girlfriends always stay below 25. <laughs> right. It's very like that <laughs> Matthew McConaughey quote from Dazed and Confused where he's like, the thing I like about high school girls, I get older, they stay the same, same age, age, which is so <laughs> creepy, obviously. It's so creepy. Yeah. So like when we're saying, you know, age gaps don't necessarily aren't necessarily like a bad thing and it's definitely like a case by case basis like that doesn't mean that we're like looking at Matthew McConaughey in that fucking film and they're like haha yeah because if the girls mature then it's no fucking problem like you know what I mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the same time you can feel mature when you're at 18 19 but you're not actually mature and I I still find that with myself you know where I'm like oh my god two years ago whatever way I was acting what fucking baby god you absolute child you know so there's this myth that like society judges an older woman with a younger man so hard society doesn't give a fuck if a woman's older are you kidding me not at all no mm-hmm. if, a, if society really cares if it's an older guy and a younger woman and the assumption is that he's like uh, either it's a pavement type situation or he is some kind of Svengali that's like tapping into that immaturity and running mm. running some game, which is, you know, kind of hilarious because we'll get to this in another episode. But as an insecure uh, lad in his, in his early 20s, like I did read up all that shit, that pickup artist type shit. And I suppose you could technically like live some kind of life where you're like going around trying to manipulate people, younger women into sleeping with you or whatever. First of all, you're not going to get a relationship that lasts very long out of it. And it's going to be a very false kind of life and a very difficult life because you have to then maintain that weird fake self that you've so and it's that's that's not mm-hmm. my bag for for sure and but i guess that's what people imagine right they they think when they see uh, an older guy and a younger girl that he's either paying her or that he's manipulated her by manipulating her stupidity or whatever they perceive is true while at the same time society is also going young women could do anything girl boss amazing but you're also yeah. a stupid idiot that can be manipulated but so also a, your brain bit. isn't fully formed so yeah any any decision that you make before 25 is not your own kind of thing this is going to blow people's minds but your brain is never fully formed right learning occurs through neuroplasticity so every time you learn anything like what i just said that is neuroplastic in your brain it is happening there is uh, new synaptic connections being formed there's the the release of uh, neurotransmitters which strengthen those connections over time networks are are solidified that's what learning is is neuroplasticity mm-hmm. so we're all learning yeah and but there is another thing where you know yeah you, you, there's more impulsivity when you're younger and that the prefrontal cortex doesn't finish developing but our brain develops throughout our whole life all of our mm-hmm. life there's always new neurons even in old age there's neurogenesis so so that kind of shibboleth is a bit silly but anyway i just wanted to hop in with the old science nugget on that one because it, <laughs> it bugs me you mentioned like 
the difference or what you wanted as security and stuff like that. Like, how did you find it different to, well, let's start at the beginning, to hook up with me? Was was that different to what you'd experienced before? I think I could say that, like, you were definitely very focused on my pleasure when we hooked up. Like, that was, like, that was part of the thing for you, you know? Like, we... Uh, we stayed up for hours, like, and just, you know, feeling around and stuff. So I was satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, I So I guess that was, you could say that was different, but like, I don't know. I, I, I would have had to have slept with like more guys before you to have, <laughs> to sure, have a sure. full survey, um, you know, quantitative data. <laughs> quality data more um, more research needed <laughs> yeah more research needed inconclusive must go back to the <laughs> drawing board um but i guess yeah, yeah so that's that's interesting then but when we started dating um how did it differ because i suppose actually you've no mm. touchstone because your previous relationships have been with women so i guess that's not a a fair question you know what was a very small thing but actually was quite significant to me is that you just like straight up asked me out and you called it a date you're like would you like to go on a date I think you called it a date anyway mm. but it was like very clear it wasn't like oh yeah I might catch you around sometime like I would never even get a message like that I think the fact that we had a night at a friend's party where we were like chatting and stuff and you were very open and honest about your feelings not that you were like professing love to me or anything like that but you weren't trying to hide that we were vibing and then pursued that you know I feel like a lot of young guys they might be like oh yeah she's cool uh, hopefully I'll catch her again sometime whereas you were mm-hmm. and maybe that's an age thing where you were like no she's actually a cute girl like I'm gonna set up a date with her and I found that really f- refreshing I don't think it is an age thing because I've always been like really found it very difficult to understand like I have I, have, I question myself all, my, all the time do I have ADHD or something <laughs> I took autism mm. tests before but like I, I do really well on the face motions and all that stuff so I don't think it's that but I, I don't get why people are so ambiguous about stuff sometimes especially stuff that matters a lot like if you yeah. I okay like you could do it as a technique you could be like I'm gonna play hard to get I'm not gonna commit to anything or you could just be like I'm keeping my options open and that makes sense but just in general like especially in Ireland people are so ambiguous about whether they're interested in someone and it it always Mm. drove me insane because I'm just like it's totally cool if you don't like me that's cool just say it and then it's done Mm -hmm. and then I can move on but it just I always found it so fucking weird and maybe it's just my personality type or maybe it is some kind of like ADHD thing or something I don't Mm -hmm. know but it's so it's not an age thing I've always been like that and it's always made me like a big a big weirdo because Mm -hmm. like I'm the I'm the person who before I realized you don't do this would like you know give a girl flowers on Valentine's Day and then then obviously realize that's the worst possible thing you can do like a girl you like I mean not a girl you're dating and and then all that shit uh, that's that I'm that kind of person which is not a normal kind of person or common kind of person um but yeah it caused me a lot of heartache but mm-hmm. it's who I am you got to be straight up but that made me yeah. feel very wanted and feeling wanted makes me horny um so and most girls so <laughs> well you are wanted you're very very attractive and I love you very oh. much oh, and I'm very too. much looking forward to seeing you and I can overturn so why don't you come over sometime and see me 
Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're gorgeous. Like, I, like, you know, not to get all soppy, but like I often say to Nicole, like the first time we met, you know, um, Nicole was acting in this little web series I did. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll drop it in the Discord for the true fans. You, you can get in yeah. there. I'll drop in the, drop in the, and so yeah, basically Discord. like Nicole was, um, yeah, <laughs> Nicole was like playing this, this girl that a vampire loosely based on myself uh, <laughs> went on a date with. And, and she was just like so cute and so like just um, unprepossessing and like sincere and authentic and stuff. And you've always been like that, like just really, really real and really like if you're angry, you're angry. And if you're happy, you're happy. And if you're if you you know need something, you say it. You don't kind of sit on a, on a thing and get angry and don't say it usually. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we all do it sometimes. But like the standard way that people are that damages relationships, like the sort of keeping things away and discussing them with a friend instead of your partner and then coming back yeah. all angry because you've all that you don't do those things and it's always been so lovely to be with someone like that because if we have a problem it's our problem and it's a problem that we can work on and it's like a real problem it's not like a miscommunication usually you know mm-hmm. which is really that's what kills relationships in my experience is you know they, the person wants more freedom or they want to be with someone else or whatever or they see the relationship differently but they don't tell mm-hmm. you and then they just drop it on you or it, you know, they have it, they cheat or whatever it is. And you're like, what? Like, you could have just told me and we would have broken up and it would have been cool. You didn't have to break my heart, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Was there anything in um, our first times of dating that uh, you could tell my age? Is there Was there anything at all where you were like, good or bad? You mean I could I could see a difference in, in who yeah, I had been so dating like, before? Yeah, exactly. Um, honestly, not really. But then I hadn't like it, you're like I say like you're not the first person like who's much younger than me who I dated. So yeah. it's not there was ne- you never acted a certain way where I was like embarrassed or like oh I'm cringing on the inside but at least she's hot. It was never that was never mm-hmm. a thing ever. Re- mm-hmm. The only the only thing I always remember and I remind Nicole of this all the time. It's really not fair, yeah. but she turned up like in mad messy hair on her first date. It's not not to your age, but I was like. Well, you you clearly haven't given a shite about this date. Fine. Uh, no comment. I I was going through <laughs> some things. If anyone yeah. else has like curly hair or like yeah <laughs> or like kinky curly hair, you know that like the minute you're feeling like low energy and like maybe even a little depressed, it's the hair that fucking builds up. It's like a manifestation of your own shit that you're carrying around. So of, I of course yeah yeah, and it's just my neurotic <laughs> shit that I was like I thought. And when I say messy, just to clarify, I don't mean I expect a woman to be done up and she wasn't. No, I don't mean anything like that. I mean, like her mm-hmm. hair literally looked like a bag of pigeons. <laughs> like it was it was a mess and it was kind of scrawled into a lump on top of her head. So but I, I just assumed it was about me. I was like, oh, OK, oh. like this. OK, that's no. And I know now it wasn't. But that's like that's why it bothered me. It was like it made me feel insecure. It wasn't because I was mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't because I demand perfection. You know? yeah, but Quite I had opposite. nothing and absolutely nothing to do with you. Uh, I just remember you being really, really sweet and just being being very, very careful not to try to like hurt you in any way because you're just a very sweet person. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of people have that response when they meet you because you're like an unnaturally kind of sweet person. <laughs> like, it's like the, whatever version of Nicole you see on the Try Channel videos, if you come to our podcast from that, which probably most people have, or the Facts mm-hmm. Channel videos before, like Nicole is a, w- even nicer and more sweet in person. Like it's ridiculous how nice she is. And it's lo- so lovely to hear mm-hmm. it. So. Not to like hop on the train, but like um, 
I have. I met up with a fan before when we were in New York. I don't I don't do requests, but that was uh, someone that I that I knew. Um, we met up when I was in New York and I remember her saying that to me and it, it made me feel a little bit self-conscious. She was like, she's like, I didn't I didn't pick up on it before, but like th- there's a softness to you that I that doesn't come across on screen. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, it's it's really hard to be perceived. <laughs> yeah. But you do have kind of a brassy, sassy Northside persona on the on the on the show, you know, on, on those yeah. videos. But yeah. you're you're re- a little bit more um feminine in real life. I remember a producer saying to me before um that uh, they almost weren't going to get me back for for videos because they said that I have nothing to say, that I don't know what I'm talking about. <gasps> and I, oh, that's I know. shitty. Yeah, um, and just so you know, this isn't related to Try Channel. It goes back to facts, and I actually really liked uh, that person. Um, but she said it to me when she was very drunk, and I took it as like, like harsh, but like good criticism because it made me be very direct in how I like handle the videos and how I am on screen. Um, because mm-hmm. I really love doing those videos, so. Yeah, um, it's not like a normal conversation, obviously. And I, I think I, I mean, I am a little bit airy-fairy when I talk, um, but I, I think it actually did help me uh, be able to catch my own thoughts and articulate them before they drift away. Yeah, performance is totally different. I mean, like any comedian that you see, because I, I used to do stand-up and, and act and stuff a bit, and like not like Nicole's a professional actress, but I did some some things and um, improv and stuff. And when anything you see on stage... It's totally unnatural. It doesn't matter how natural the person. It doesn't matter if it's Dave Chappelle slumped over in a chair chatting to you like his like you're his best mate. The act of being on stage is a constructed performance because you can't. First mm-hmm. of all, you can't really see the audience. You just see light, and so you're mm-hmm. talking to nobody and you're hearing hundreds of people, or in Dave Chappelle's case, thousands of people, and you're you're imagining that it's one person or whatever it gets you through that and you're also pretending that you're not in that situation so by the very it's like um, a fly in the wall documentary like as soon as you turn mm. on a camera or have a camera crew it's not you're not seeing how people are even I'm not talking about like Big Brother I mean anything the most real feeling documentary yeah. everybody's performing as soon as there's a mic or a camera people we're performing right now it, less than we do on camera but we're performing mm. and it's like it, it's a it, it's a weird thing because people often they associate celebrities with the character that they play typically in a movie or the character that they portray as a comedian, but it's not mm-hmm. the real person. It just isn't. And and you can't show all of yourself and you can't be completely unselfconscious unless and if you were, you'd be it'd be terrifying. You'd be a lunatic, you know, on stage. So Yeah. yeah. So you did um, some research for this episode. Yeah. And yeah. it's not it's not positive, um, the kind of <laughs> results. Tell us a little yeah. bit more about that. Okay, I got so, I got so much, so much here, and uh, this is not something we normally do because we don't, yeah, don't normally research stuff. But um, yeah. it's the kind of thing where I felt like if we were going to talk about it, we had to be honest about it, and I didn't want to go into it and be like really defensive. Although I'm obviously going to be anyway, and sort of am um, about my own preferences and about our relationship. I wanted to be really honest, and I wanted to actually have some idea what I was talking about. So I looked up some stuff, not in any. <laughs> I watched some videos, you know, looked at a couple of things, not in any kind of like, like proper academic way but just a little bit and Mm -hmm. there's a few interesting things so in the western world eight percent of straight relationships have a greater than 10 year age gap 25 percent of gay male relationships do and 15 percent of lesbian relationships do 
the stereotype in in gay the gay land which i can confirm because gay guys are always hitting on me is that like a you know an older guy especially a dad bod older guy is like this like sexy thing it's just a fashion thing at the moment also um but mm. also older guys obviously just like men in general prefer younger women um that's something that loads of researchers confirmed and even if they don't date them that's what they kind of like anyway and so it's true for for gay men too they just like you know younger guys and some younger guys like older guys which is which is a great coincidence <laughs> but one thing that was interesting is uh, in the so the average age gap in a couple is about three years between the man is usually three years older in a straight relationship but in 1900 it was twice as it was twice as high and obviously in other countries um which are more kind of quote-unquote patriarchal it's much higher again so uh Generally speaking, like as societies become more equal, the age gap closes. But three years is about the uh, the average. Something that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I looked at some research about like what people think of age gap relationships and why they don't like them. And there were two things that I found really interesting. So one thing is that the quote unquote prejudice against age gap relationships was explained by the belief that the older person is reaping more rewards from the relationship than the other person, which is really disturbing when you think about it. To analyze people's mm-hmm. relationships based on what rewards you think you think that they get like oh you can do better than him and she's you know and it's natural to do that I guess but it's kind of fucked up there is that kind of like um old wives kind of like tale quote whatever that's like don't waste your youth on age um that I've heard since getting in a relationship with you I can't remember (laughs) where I heard it if someone fucking said that to me but it stuck out to me um yeah, like I understand the sentiment if the outcome is going to be bad. Say someone is after fucking being in a relationship. <laughs> Garrett's just after taking off his shirt. I'm sorry, it's just really hot. It's really hot here. Fuck, man, that is very distracting. <laughs> I thought the listeners just needed to know that. Um, <laughs> oh, he's flexing his biceps now. Um, <laughs> very nice. Um, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I if the outcome is going to be bad, absolutely. If you're after spending your 20s, like dating some fella who fucked you around for years, cheating on you, whatever, uh, and you suddenly want children and, uh, you know, you don't want to be too old having uh, kids and you're in your like mid 30s or something like that, then yeah, OK, of course, you could say you've wasted your youth on age, but like. I don't know, man. Sometimes it can be really beneficial. Like, what if they have an apartment? Garrett had an apartment and I could stay in the apartment <laughs> rent free. It was only until we moved to Berlin that I actually started paying rent, um, which was fucking sweet for me. Very beneficial for me because I could like that's, flourish that's in true. my own space. Having you know? an apartment in Dublin, just for reference, it's basically in the Dublin, equivalent yeah. of owning a building in, in any other place because apartments are so <laughs> fucking expensive. I don't own an apartment yeah. in Dublin, but I, I had no, just rented one. But that that alone is like, it's like owning a building in any other place. Uh, do you remember when we went, we went to a party and one of my friends, actually, weirdly enough, was there, even though it was your friend's party, and he was dating yeah. this uh, weapon. And what was it she said to us? Do you remember? She said, um, so we'd never met this woman before. She was a new girlfriend to this, uh, to your friend. Um, and she wanted the, like the first thing she said to us was, so what's this Leon thing going on? 
for people who don't get it and I didn't get it in the moment but it was Leon the Professional which is a movie where Nellie Portman's like 10 years old and she's like with this assassin who's like uh, like 50. fully grown 50 year old yeah. man and they like I, I still haven't seen that movie probably out of spite um, <laughs> but yeah you get it like pedophile yeah. movie uh I didn't like try and cut her down or anything in the moment because one I was too shocked but I was also too impressed by by the the cutting reference it was it was great yeah um, but I think th- there is something well there's a couple of things there right? one is that women this is a really unkind truth but it is true as they get older women police younger women's sexuality more and more and what some people will say is oh what we're, what's happening is we're becoming concerned about what happened to us and we don't want them to go and i'm sure there's an element of that right lots of people are sexually assaulted lots of people are treated really badly but there's a Absolutely. whole other thing that's happening which is sexual jealousy and the fact that a young woman especially a young attractive woman has endless mating opportunities and there's this kind of jealousy of that which is very natural of course who wouldn't be jealous of someone who's getting more action than they are or who has more opportunities or who we even relate to and then they just see that person with a with an ogre of one's own age my goodness you know but it is coming mm-hmm. from a really gross there's a really really gross place that's one of the things that's happening there but the other thing that's happening is something that's very new and very recent which is people equating an age gap with some kind of like child abuse or something like that which is like Mm. that's why i brought up zach braff zach braff famously dating florence Pugh, and you know i would say they're of a of a similar level of attractiveness you know she's not amazing um (laughs) but they're both that's your opinion man (laughs) yeah but you know to us to a straight guy she's not like gorgeous you know she's like whatever but my point is that like people's rage at that is like out of all proportion to anything and I think a lot mm. of it is coming from this really, really dangerous like equivocation between child abuse, always wrong, always damaging, always harmful, children can't mm-hmm. consent, and like an age gap, which both people, they're now dating for like as long as we are, I guess. Both people seem happy and fulfilled. And if they break up in the future, then they still had a good time together. So like, there's a, I think that's super messed up, personally. Yeah, I think it's messed up and I think it's really malicious. I think it's just another way that people can bully people. Um, To go back to that woman who said that to us, I think there was something that came out that night where she was talking about how either she had been in a situation or maybe it was her sister had been in a situation with an older man that that was abusive. So he, she was having a visceral reaction when she saw us. Um, and oh, like, did she say I that to you that. later? She said something, she alluded to something in front of both of us saying mm-hmm. something about, I think it was her sister, actually. And like, I I totally get that. Going back then to the Zach Braff, Florence Pugh thing, we don't know their relationship. People don't know it at all. So they're just latching on to this kind of like moral thing. But really, it's just masked bullying. Pictures came out a few weeks ago, Florence Pugh on the beach with uh, Will mm-hmm. Poulter. Um, people were like, I could see them gleefully like, oh, she's after dumping that granddad. Oh, thank God. She's not with that <laughs> troll anymore. I was like, lads, don't try and fucking wrap this up as a as like a, a moral thing. That's straight up just online bullying. And she said it herself. Uh, she had to make a post about it um, to be like, can we stop? Because that's not helpful for me. It's not helpful for anyone. You're just being assholes. This is so smug. 
Another thing that wrecks my head is the, the discourse around power imbalances because people don't follow the logic. You're like, okay, there shouldn't be a power imbalance and an older person has more power, which can be true depending. I think you know, a younger person has a lot more power if they're considered more attractive in some ways. But let's say that there is a power imbalance. Would you then say, if you believe in you know, um, the privileged pyramid and all that stuff, that you, you, most people do now, right? I don't, but most people do. So most people think that any given black person has less power than any given white person. So would you then, if you see a white man with a black woman, would your response be, they shouldn't be together because of the power imbalance? And I'm going to bet money right now that the person listening to this, who, who is bothered by power imbalances, that hypothetical person, would never say that. I wouldn't even think that. Mm. So, the, so the power imbalance thing is just bullshit. If you believe it, then it, then there's you can't believe both of those things, right? It has to be any mm-hmm. power imbalance is wrong. A, a, an able-bodied person with a disabled person is a power imbalance. That right. that has to bother you just as much. That's not the reason it bothers you. You know, a rich mm-hmm. person with a poor person, that, but that doesn't bother you. What, what bothers you is the age thing. And what bothers you, it's because of the visceral reaction, which is totally fair. Lots of things, the thing that I don't get, right, is like lots of things squick me out. I have lots of prejudices and bigotries, and as all of us do. But I have, they have to under, be understood as the my own, right? They're my issues. If I see a couple, and I don't know, the girl's bald, like I, bald, bald women, it's a, it's a, it's a squick of mine, right? It's not a fair it's thing. That it's that episode of Friends it, uh, where Ross, <laughs> um, his girlfriend, was it Rachel convinces uh, his girlfriend to like shave her head, and he's knowing like, that it will bother <gasps> him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, my point is that that's my shit. It's not their shit. I don't get to go. Ugh, gross look over there that gross or, or someone who's morbidly obese or something it's like it's my problem and the judgment that we make like everybody not everybody there's a large amount of people who have a big problem with overweight people and you know and disguise it as a public health concern and there are public health concerns around obesity especially covid but the problem is not with that what bothers people is they find it disgusting and it's okay to find something disgusting. It's not okay to then tell people that you're disgusted by them or to judge them based on it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's your shit. It's your shit. If you find something bothers you, it's your problem. It's not that person's problem. So, so like, outside of the safety concerns, which are totally real, but, like, in that example, she was less bothered by, you know, it's like, not like she saw a girl being bullied by a guy and was triggered. Oh, my sister was in a bullying relationship. For her, automatically, the association was with the age. Well, why was the age mm-hmm. the thing that made the guy abusive? You know, surely he was just an abusive guy. He had probably been abusive his whole life, you know. But yeah, if we go into like the uh, power dynamic of Florence Pugh and Zach Braff, poor Zach Braff, like honestly, <laughs> he hasn't a yeah. fucking leg to stand on. Florence Pugh, she's this beautiful movie star and everyone loves her. She's a, She has like, she could do any movie that she wants right now um and like maybe you could say when they first started dating okay he was the famous one he was on scrubs um (laughs) (laughs) he did garden state that's pretty he did garden state yeah yeah, yeah, 20 years Um, ago like okay maybe there was a power dynamic then but make like maybe that actually bought her a career in hollywood which i'm not saying at all but like I don't think he has that many fucking strings uh, to pull in Hollywood. Like, she definitely is trumping him in terms of power. She is. And even if at, at the beginning of their relationship, he helped her get a career, which which could well have done, just like Johnny yeah. Depp definitely helped Amber Heard get a career. At this point, yeah. like, she's way more famous than him and it has no mm-hmm. impact on her career. As soon as she started to get, you know, uh, Midsummer and roles like that, like, any influence he would have had is, is irrelevant. She's like a big star. 
Do you have any more data to share with us? Oh, so much. Oh, it's not good. Okay. Give us, <laughs> so, give us a good highlight or something like that. So I watched a video from a psychology uh, postgrad who summarized a bunch of research. So bear in mind, this is kind of third hand. She's reading meta studies and summarizing. But I wasn't going to go and do a bunch of real research. I'm way too lazy for that. Um, and she, she looked at different studies that had um, negative impacts. And some of the negative impacts that have been seen in people in age gap relationships um, are a greater drop in marital satisfaction over time uh, as the older person's age increases. I mean, that makes sense, right? If you're dating someone mm-hmm. and they start to become decrepit, you might be pretty unhappy with your relationship with them because, you know, maybe becoming their carer instead of their partner. That's yeah. totally fair. Um, in ad- in at-risk young adults, it was related to drug use and criminality. But I think that's pretty obviously cause and effect getting mis- mixed up. If you're an at-risk youth and you're dating someone older, they probably are y- your drug dealer or a criminal. <laughs> so um, in yeah. women under 25, it's associated with post-hoc feelings of exploitation. This was the one that I had a problem with, right? Because what that means is that later on in life, people looked back and said, I was exploited. And maybe they were, maybe. Or maybe it's a post-hoc evaluation of something which is now socially disapproved of. Like I had an experience mm-hmm. with um, with this woman that I worked with before um, and she was like, oh, when I was 17, I was writing all these older men. And I was like, oh, really crazy. And she's like, yeah, you know, bastards, fucking creeps and all this. And I was like, wow. And, and what did you feel? What did you feel about at the time? She's like, oh, I loved it at the time. I was mad into it. And I was like, and did they mistreat you? No, no, they were, they're too scared to, but what a guy, what kind of guy would do that? And I just thought, wow, like you're, you're, you're mental. Like you've literally said you had a good time. They had a good time. No one was harmed, but in retrospect, you're judging it, which is understandable, but totally irrational. So I'm discounting that one. And one, one thing that was um, pretty weird was, um, for mortality, like health and age of death, having a younger spouse was beneficial for men, but bad for women. Women were worse off if their husband was younger. And having an older spouse mm. is bad for both. <laughs> so for the health. So like if, if oh, a woman no. has an older husband, it's bad for her health. If a man has an older wife, it's bad for his health. But there were some positives. <laughs> there were a few positives. There were a few positives. Okay, give me the positives. Uh, give me what I'm okay. getting into. <laughs> okay. Women with younger partners reported the highest level of relationship satisfaction. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah women with older partners found no difference in satisfaction or commitment than having a younger partner um so that's kind of neutral um mm-hmm. and an older man does not automatically translate into male dominance in the relationship um yeah uh, w- relationships with younger women can increase the sharing of household tasks so if the partner if the guy's older and is a younger partner it's more likely to make the relationship more democratic than make him be like do the dishes bitch or whatever and yeah um, both older women and older men were more satisfied with their partners when they were younger great well that's very <laughs> insightful thank you for that gareth <laughs> <laughs> well bear, bear in mind so a lot of these studies are in marriages um a lot of them mm. are like some of them aren't in the western world um, and a lot of them are very small cohorts and a lot of them are post hoc survey measures. So somebody's saying mm-hmm. how they felt later on. And so it's really hard to do this kind of research because to do it properly, you'd have to do a big like longitudinal study with different couples of different ages. At the end of the day, you're only in one mm-hmm. relationship at a time you know, with one person. Anyway, you could be in six relationships with six different people at the same time. But the relationship you're in is the relationship you're in. It's not a study. So um, that's yeah. my defense to that one. <laughs> Do you want to know some couples with age gaps and maybe the same age gap as us that we can compare? Ooh, maybe you're surprised. Okay. Yeah, I would be. So, 
um, one famous celebrity couple with the same age gap as us, which is 16, 17 years, um, is uh, George Clooney and Amal Clooney. You know, mm. you know them, <laughs> those two. I, I know of him. I'm not familiar with her work. Is she also an actor? She is a human rights lawyer. She's like an international human rights lawyer. But I thought it was funny because like I didn't realize what an age gap between them because they both seem like quite equals and she's very accomplished in her career. So there's one because people were like, oh, George Clooney, isn't it bloody brilliant now that he's settled down after his years of bachelorhood? <laughs> Still 17 years younger than him, though. <laughs> if anyone remembers, this was quite a scandal over lockdown. But um, so Mary Kate Olsen, um, she's married to some billionaire called Oliver Olivier Sarkozy he's like he's a French banker right so she's so he's 50 and she's 33 um and there's so 17 years and when they got married they had like bowls of cigarettes like as like like party favors at their wedding but if I am correct over lockdown they were like forced together and Mary Kate Olsen like she went to like the state of New York to get an emergency divorce because she couldn't hack it. Like she was like, I need to get out of this like living situation. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, I remember when they got married, um, you know, it was like a tabloid thing. And one of my friends goes, now that's rich when you can buy an Olsen. <laughs> oh, <for laughs> my, my weirdest one that I haven't heard of in a while. Uh, now, this is quite a gap is... Um, Elliot Spencer and Stephen Fry. Do you remember when oh, he married that like yeah. random emo twink? <laughs> <laughs> way harsh, way harsh to call. I'm sorry, <laughs> but he has this like crazy like scene hair, like like back home and stuff. Remember when they got married? That was yeah, the craziest yeah. thing. That one, I'm like, hmm, Are they I still don't together? know. Yeah, they're still together. Well, I mean, sure. look, not to generalize, because like. You, you can't generalize about relationships mm -hmm. despite everything we're saying um i mean we we know a lot of gay guys who are a little bit older and their relationships are very different to what i might consider normative for straight relationships of that age so like they, they for example we have we have one friend and he's got like multiple boyfriends um in different cities who all know about each other and who are older than yeah. him he's 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 like a bit older than me and his boyfriends are all you know good bit older than him and then we have like there's there's other friends who just like maybe they're in a relationship but it's it's more like companionate and there's less sex and stuff so i think those things are a lot more common you know so maybe stephen fry and his young fella um mm -hmm. they only fool around occasionally or maybe he's stephen fry's perfectly happy for the young guy to go off and shag other people or maybe shag in front of you know there's a lot of arrangements yeah. that are less common in straight people unless you're like a swinger or whatever there's a lot of arrangements like that in that are very common amongst gay people especially at that age and and also, I could see myself marrying Stephen Fry just because he's the best. I love Stephen Fry. He's, he, he's great fun. He is very sweet. He has a lovely he's accent, very insightful. I have to say. Beautiful. <laughs> I listened to an interview with the famous racist uh, Charles Murray recently. And he has such a lovely English accent that even though I really don't like him, I was like, wow, I feel, I feel so edified just listening to his beautifully pronounced voice. I'm going to end with my, with my favorite age gap couple that I found. And I think you'll agree with me. Alicia Vikander and Michael Fassbender. <gasps> 12 year age gap. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably the hottest couple in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Properly like the hottest couple going. Um, I have a friend who um, 
I used to work in the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin. So that's become like the cinema for like celebrities go to or they'll have premieres. And um, over Christmas, because Michael Fassbender is from Kerry, so he's Irish, um, they were over and they popped into the cinema um, to just go see a film or whatever. And like my friend was like, they're just they're just so beautiful. <laughs> they're just so fucking stunning in real life, particularly yeah. Alicia, because she's God, I just. I would pay to see their sex tape. <laughs> You've said this repeatedly. <laughs> oh, have I? I'm like a broken record. I really would. Number number one, your number one uh, threesome, celebrity threesome is, is, is those two. Yeah. Well, I say my number one like that are alive. Um, my actual number one would have been Heath Ledger and Michelle Williams. I think they would have had beautiful sex. Yeah, I mean, they were definitely beautiful. I mean, it can still be arranged, but it's going to be really messy and smelly. And <laughs> Yeah, because we, we, we tend to think of some sort of, you know, as they, they call Zach Braff, you know, an expired man with, with some beautiful young one. But actually, yeah, they're, they're both still blazingly hot. And uh, he is vastly impeened, as we all know. And she is uh, both delicious and uh, very erudite and speaks multiple languages and incredibly mm-hmm. talented actor and yeah what a, what, a, what a power couple wow what are yours here's a real gap you may not have heard of Brigitte Chognou I'm probably mispronouncing that but you'll definitely have heard of her husband Emmanuel Macron president oh, of yes. France who met when he was a 15 year old student and she was his 39 year old drama teacher they're married <laughs> and have three children <laughs> He must have gotten her pregnant real quick because she was already hitting that sort of fertility wall right there, 39. (laughs) That one kind of reminds me of, um, you know, Aaron Johnson and uh, Sam Taylor Wood. Sam Taylor Wood, she's an artist turned film director. She's directed uh, the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie. And um, but where they met was on the set of Nowhere Boy, which was the biopic about a young John Lennon. And he played young John Lennon and he was 19 and she was in her 40s. So there's an age gap of 23 years between them. And basically they got together. They say after filming, would you fucking go away? Like they obviously were writing. <laughs> um, apparently she's a family friend and she knew him <gasps> from when he was a kid. Oh, that's a, that's a Woody <laughs> Allen situation right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they recently celebrated uh, their 10-year uh, marriage anniversary, but they, they, they've they been together longer than that. They, I think they got married after like three years together. So, mm-hmm. and they have loads of kids. Talk about a power gap, right? The director of the mm-hmm. film, or the director of the web comedy series, and yeah. the actor. <laughs> That's crazy, wow. I mean, good for yeah. them. They, they made it work. Like If you go on TikTok, like there's a, or or Twitter, there's a huge discourse about how he's been groomed from when he was a child. See, the part the part that I find really really weird about that is, like, at what point is the it's it's a Marxist argument, right? It's called false consciousness. You know, people work in the factory because they have a false consciousness that the the benign uh, the benign manager loves them, and it, people are in a relationship because they have a false consciousness that the other person is, you know, they're equal when actually there is Svengali. I mean, at what point do you concede that people have a choice and that they're an adult? And we have a law, you know, it's called the age of consent. And I'm not saying that like the, the, the second the clock hand hits and you're legal, that it's cool. But, you know, it's a little bit mad to sort of infantilize people in that way. I mean, this, this guy presumably now together, did you say 10 years? Mm-hmm. So he's 29. 10 years. Is he, is he still, is he, is he in a cult of two? Is he a folie, folie adieu? No, is, it, is he mad? Mm-hmm. You know, because surely at some point you have to concede, well, maybe he just likes her. 
Yeah, exactly. Sometimes younger men are into older women. And I thought we liked that. I thought people <laughs> enjoy that concept. Like people love the fact that Harry Styles, he he likes older women. He's dating Olivia Wilde, who is at least 10 years older than him. And she has like kids and stuff like that. He dated Carolyn Flack. Um, and that was like 10 year age gap. People like that. But it's like society doesn't give a shit if the woman's older, despite why you'll constantly hear society judges an older woman's heart. No, it doesn't. There's been I cannot think mm-hmm. of a single case where there's been a consequence for an older woman, uh, like a negative career consequence. It's just it's just not a thing because of that kind of girl boss feminist kind of narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Jackman's wife is 13 years older than him, Deborah Lee Furness. And they've been together for a long time. I, I don't know exactly how long, but probably like 30 years or something. Um, seem seem pretty happy. Uh, he, another interesting one is um, Cindy Gallup, who's the person who came up with the Make Love Not Porn campaign to like making sex education make it clear that porn isn't real sex. But she exclusively dates men in their 20s and she's 62. Good for her. I mean, these are obviously eccentric examples because it is not very mm-hmm. common to have these kinds of... No age gaps at least not in a relationship sexually maybe more but not in a relationship but i do i think that as relationships have changed it's going to be more common and it's also less quote-unquote problematic for the following reason right if you are in victorian england or even in 1950s ireland or anywhere really uh, before 30 40 years ago and you get married unless your husband dies or is imprisoned or um lost at sea or something that's you you're stuck so Tara, like good luck getting a divorce unless you're an upper upper crust upper crust aristocrat and things are different people can break up people can get divorced people can have open relationships they can have non-monogamous relationships relationships can change and develop it relationships are not the prison that they once were for anybody and we all have more choice we have tiktok tiktok we have tinder and we have <laughs> only fans and we have okay cupid and we have you know there the, you can meet more people you have more variety women have their own money and work now so they have more independence and relationships can end at any time for any reason as dan savage loves to say so i think a lot of the things that historically would have said you would have said yeah okay this the the ward married the older man and now she is mm-hmm. a, a, an object in his collection and those things aren't true anymore anymore unless you're talking about a billionaire or somebody you know a western person going to a developing country and and effectively mm-hmm. buying a bride i mean those things are obviously that's a real power imbalance if you if you sawed off to you know i don't know uh let's say chennai in india because i because i was there once and you know the people look at you like you're a golden god having emerged from a spaceship because you have white skin or you're you know you're western you couldn't date in that power imbalance it's too you would you would be so that if you took them to your country you'd be dislocating them from theirs if you lived there you'd be this kind of special figure that's a that's a weird one but outside of those situations like i don't see an issue really because people can always just break up i suppose it's going to be weird um and you can tell us uh, what the dynamic is like going from the bed episode directly <laughs> yeah. before this to this where we're thousands of miles away from each other it's it's like yeah. the complete opposite <laughs> it is different but i've been uh, i'm really enjoying talking to you i mean oh, not that we haven't talked <laughs> to wrap us up ever so slightly is there any kind of age gap um relationships a fictional real anything in the media that you quite enjoy i have a few um so like i looked up like different like in in books and in 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 tv and everything like that um just to see if there's ones that i really like um and like okay 
so this is a this is kind of an out there one but I really love um if anyone has seen the movie The Reader <laughs> it's a book <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically um Kate Winslet and it's during the the Second World War and uh, in Germany Kate Winslet is this German Frau and she seduces this young lad um and they have some kind of like sexual relationship and then they uh, reunite uh, years later she's on trial for as a war criminal um, so it's, it's, a, it's a fucked up movie but I really enjoyed their relationship the ultimate one for me has to be Jane Eyre oh my god fucking Jane Eyre and Mr. Rochester I was only talking about this um, with one of the people from my retreat there's something about like an old like 19th century novel and there's some kind of like deeply intense tense unbroken sexual tension as they gaze at each other from across the moors um so (laughs) um and it really is that classic ward situation so jane eyre is an orphan who becomes um um a tutor for um, Mr. Rochester's ward. Mr. Rochester has like a child ward. She's eighteen when she goes to like stay at his like big estate, and he is over forty. Um, and they have this like tense relationship where she's like very plain and like you know doesn't have you know she's not very like pretty or whatever, but she's bookish, and he's like has this temper, and oh, they just fucking oh the tension is amazing I'm, I'm like holding my two hands in front of my face and like <laughs> hovering them together that's that's what it feels like to me and that's a fucked up relationship because he like tries to rush into uh, marrying her when he already has a mad wife in the attic hiding away <laughs> I'll tell you something that I that I think you enjoyed an age gap that you enjoyed mm. recently when we watched Red Rocket oh okay <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one because if anyone hasn't seen it, um, I don't know if I'd recommend it. A lot of people like it. It didn't blow me away. But it's an independent Mm -hmm. movie from during COVID times, I guess. Um, And it's from the same director who did the iPhone movie about drag queens, which is called... Tangerine. Tangerine, which is really good. I would recommend that. Yeah, it's about an aging porn star. I mean, he's aging. He's in his 40s and he's come back to his local town having completely failed as a porn star to sort of try to rekindle his relationship with his ex-wife, who is also a porn star, who has now become kind of a junkie and lives with her mother, but has some stability. And then he sort of, in this kind of very predatory way, um, picks up this girl who's like really young. I think, was she like 16 or something in the movie? She's 17, which is legal in the state of of Texas for them to have sex, but she's not. Technically not a crime. I think you'll find in the state of Texas. Um, But she's (laughs) he's portrayed as a very like he he schemes about how to get her. He makes her break up with her boyfriend and he's a total loser Mm -hmm. and creep. And the entire way through the movie. So the reason about the movie bothered me is because not from like I'm not like morally judging the movie. It's just because he's such an unlikable character that I just hated him. So the whole way through the movie, he's just literally telling people how, oh, don't worry, soon. I'll get this girl back to Porn Valley and she'll become a huge star and I'll make loads of money off pimping her basically mm-hmm. he's like the worst person in a film but it is really hot when they hook up I think it's also because she um, I mean she's 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 a very cute girl mm-hmm. like the the actress that plays her she's like really cute um, and she's also very um, she she in, she enjoys the arrangement that they have 
you know, which is also really fun to watch uh, as well. You know, it's always nice to see people on screen who actually like enjoy sex and are in- enjoying themselves. I think sometimes you don't see that. And, That's true. Uh, yeah. You know, especially in American cinema, they're so uncomfortable with sex that it's it's almost always kind of a furtive, brief thing, usually in the context of some kind of emerge. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're, we're hiding from the Terminator. Let's briefly have a tussle as the, you know, we, we can be seen in silhouette. But yeah, they, they have yeah. hot, they have super fucking hot sex because he's literally a porn star. And the actress is not 17 before people, and people wouldn't, um, but still. We don't like the actual arrangement that they have that's obviously predatory and weird but like the character herself strawberry is like super cute and you know good for her which actually brings me to one other thing i wanted to say which is like kind of the most controversial thing that i'm going to say this whole episode uh believe it or not well so i think it's important to explain something which is it's not a comfortable thing to say, right? But it needs to be said because we there's so many things said in our society that aren't true, that people be, pretend like are true. So here it is, right? So people say that the reason that men like younger women, some men, most men really, uh, like younger women is because they're like more easily manipulated or controlled, right? That is not true. The reason that men like young women is because they're much hotter. And it's, it's an unpleasant reality because we all age, of course. Like I'm aging as we speak. With each word out of my mouth, I'm getting older, 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 even older. But all of the things that men like generally, on average, most men like, like, like a clear skin, a feminine characteristics, you know, less body hair, more bouncy hair on the head, more energy, more open-minded, more sexual, way more sexual, um, less conventional. Those things apply much more, generally speaking, to younger women. And so what you'll find is like guys don't give a shit about the age of the person. They give a shit about the perceived age. So it's like if someone someone could be Mm. 40 and if they look like really like famously loads of guys fancy Helen Mirren because when she was like 50 or 60 or whatever, she looked like 35 and really, really hot for 35. So that was just very and also very sexual in a lot of roles and got her baps out constantly. But just you just it was how she carried herself and how she looked. So that's a really uncomfortable reality because like I say, we all age and whatever and you don't want to fetishize and blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, like, it comes down to brass tacks. Men are not going after younger women to the extent that they do, where they do, when they do. Because we are like, oh, I'm going to manipulate that. No, younger girls are way harder to pull. Way harder. Because they're hotter. And it's the hotness that's attractive. And that might make people uncomfortable, but it's fucking true. And it's as simple as that. Like, if you if you look you're gonna look hotter no one looks hotter than when they're certainly no girl than when they're young like in their 20s right you're not gonna very very few people are like wow that when she turned 35 oh my god you know some guys do george clooney when he was like 25 looked ridiculous when he was like 40 super hot but that's like it's a tragic and i just think it needs to be said because there's so much bullshit let's just tell the truth we can deal with the consequences Mm -hmm. but tell the truth you know yeah, I think it's like as a woman, I find it really unfair that like the older you got, you, the more attractive you became. Um, and the older I get, probably the less attractive I'll be. Well, you're not <laughs> taking into account something really important, right? Which which never gets taken into account with this, which is that's true to an extent, but only because I was super minging when I was young, right? I didn't get any action at all until I was in my like, you know, I had one girlfriend uh, before I was like 26. And then when I hit 30, then so my teenage life was like desperation and loneliness. 
uh, which yours was mm. definitely not because I know the stories. And so like the, 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 we each trade off, right? Girls get all of the attention and, and hotness when they're young. Guys get it from, if they're lucky, from like late 20s to early 40s. You know, I'm passing out of that phase right now. But like, you know, but it's true. We, we each get a period of time when we're at our most physically appealing to the opposite sex. Right. Mm-hmm. And anyway, you're so gorgeous and youthful looking that you will be beautiful and attractive for eons to come. Uh, and and yeah. I am so determined to, to not age that I will Peter Pan it into my 60th decade. <laughs> so hopefully we can both stay attractive to the other person. But anyway, nice. I just wanted to say that because it's like, the, the, yeah, people forget the opposite. Like most guys don't. The classic thing when you're a teenage guy, like the girls have no interest in you. They would rather like, you know, use a physical device because guys, teenage guys are gross. Who, who wouldn't, who would be into them, you know? So you, you hopefully make up yeah. for it later and don't become too embittered and turn into an Elliot Roger. And the other thing that's important to remember is that women at any age are so much more attractive than men to the opposite sex that the imbalance cancels out. So like a woman of 50 can hop on OkCupid, and I know one that does, and readily get a date with an attractive younger guy in a way that a man of 50 sans paying for it in the whole, we haven't even gotten into it, but the sugar baby universe um, will not. So yeah, sure, relatively, (laughs) your attractiveness decreases with age of course but you're still doing better overall the whole damn time Mm -hmm. yeah i just i i totally understand the movement to let's try and um change the perception of how we see women as they get older you know you see it at a lot of um stuff that gets written now in a lot of like phoebe waller bridge stuff she introduces older women characters you know and they always make a point of pointing out oh my god you're so sexy oh my god you're so hot and that kind of stuff and i can totally because i as a woman i feel that pressure of age um, I'm already worrying about like gels on my face and, you know, uh, stuff like that. And I'm going to be old for the rest of my life. And I just it's just another thing to worry about. But you feel that way. But you have to acknowledge that you're a very long way away from being old, let alone no, I know. unsexy, you know. And, and so like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's unfair that people if somebody's like uh, overweight, that they're less attractive. It's unfair that if somebody's like older, they're less attractive. It's unfair that if somebody is disabled, they're seen generally as less attractive if it's a visible disability. It's it's true, though. And and to pretend otherwise, it's t- I totally am cool with people trying to, you know, make um, make these representations you know, attractive mm-hmm. to show an older woman being desired or desirable. Like there's a there's a new film um, with Emma Thompson where she has someone yeah. who never had a sexually fulfilling life and she hires a sex worker and they have this she has this blooming. And but I guess the point that I'm trying to make is like th- those are perceptions um, and there are norms and stuff like that. But your, your, your dick or your pussy doesn't respond so much as to norms as to people. And, and it's more biological and, 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 and basic than mm-hmm. that on some level. What people date isn't, but what they want to date is. And it is unfair that, that, that historically, historically women have been like portrayed by men, like in the art world and in films mm-hmm. and stuff through the quote unquote male gaze. But I think I wouldn't worry about that because we have had a massive rebalancing. But, you know, that's not what's happening now. Faux show. So I look forward to, to getting hotter. I, I feel like I have gotten hotter as I've gotten older. 
what I do know is that uh, I have less people, less like randos trying to chat me up uh, from, I think when I was 19 in particular, or like, no, when I was 18, it was pandemonium sometimes. <laughs> I went to New York and um, my hair was bright red and I, I wore like red dresses and it was insane. Like it was like an actual... Okay, this this sounds really like, oh, I love myself, but it was like very odd. Like people were going up trying to take pictures with me. Someone like groped me in the street. Not like that's a good thing, but like there was like this weird energy. And mm-hmm. I used to get the bus like, you know, into college and like without doubt there'd be some fucking weirdo that would like sit beside me and be like, yeah. I want to talk to you like that kind of yeah. stuff like all the fucking time um, and all I know is that that doesn't happen anymore and it's probably because well, I look older no it's it's because you don't <laughs> have bright cherry red hair and wear a red dress you know you, you have toned down your self-expression enormously for good or for ill and it, you know it's like you see, you see it in Berlin here as well mm. if people want to be seen they'll be seen you know you can you can and I don't mean like yeah. tits out and, and ass in the air I mean, but you can dress provocatively shockingly stunningly if you like and you'll I promise you'll get a bunch of attention it's, it hasn't gone away you're still very cute and everyone that I know who who knows you uh, shares shares that perspective and they're all uh, they're all smitten with that uh, with you and very jealous all right let's wrap this shit up um we have been talking for a while now it, it you can tell it's been a while since we've done an episode uh, we're just we we just can't get enough of talking <laughs> for your enjoyment, talking about ourselves, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, let us <laughs> um, let us know what you think about um, age gap relationships. Is there anything that we've said that you agree with? What you don't agree with? Probably, fucking probably. Put it in. Um, <laughs> put it into the Discord or in our DMs. All that good stuff. And yeah, I'd love to hear more about this. Hope this has been insightful in some kind of way. And tell us your experiences. I mean, if you if you are in an age gap relationship, if you are uh, thinking about being in one, um, yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear about it and ask us any questions. We'd love to at least have a go at answering them. And I just want to say one more thing, which is like so obvious that I didn't say it before, but like any relationship between any two people that's like cruel or exploitative or manipulative or um, is is not cool and horrible and terrible. It doesn't matter if they're the same age, if there's an age gap, if it's the, the female partner being awful, if it's the male partner, if they're both toxic to one another. Um, hopefully people have become more emotionally literate in recent years and uh, recognize those things and, and leave those things. And you know, while TikTok and all that shit's annoying, part of what it does do is kind of educate people about relationships, so that's good. Um, so no, we're not, I certainly have not. I would never defend anything like that. I guess it just, you know, I'm I'm irked in the same way that Nicole is irked by the pressures on women as they as they age. I'm irked by the the sort of perception or my perceived my imagined perception of a, a relationship I might be in or have been in as like manipulative or creepy because that's just not true. It's just not how those things were in my experience. But that's just my perspective. That's just my perspective. Like that's the whole podcast summed up. That's just like <laughs> your opinion, man. <laughs> All right. Well, hope you enjoyed uh, the episode. And yeah, catch us next week. We may be reunited, maybe, possibly, or it could be another one of these weird West of Ireland ones. <laughs> Everybody wants to love you. Everybody wants to love you. And you know, there is something very.
question. Fuck. Well, I ask a psychopath, I get that kind of an answer. 